imagine. You're born. And from that moment, you deal with hate and people trying to completely change you. And then when you finally get somewhere in your culture, in your life, people take your culture and turn it into a mockery, spreading the hate and stereotypes just for some personal gain. This is today's episode of The Blind Side of Canada. I'm Kayla Mason, and here I talk about the reasons why Canada isn't perfect or the great, amazing country that the world likes to believe it is, and how it hides these issues. Today's issue, or episode, we're talking about cultural appropriation versus appreciation. Before we get started, what is appropriation and appreciation? Well, Appropriation is when you take another's culture and use it for your own personal gain. Appreciation is when you take the time to understand and learn about a culture. Now, these can seem so similar on the surface, but if we go deeper into the words and their meaning, they aren't so easy to mess up. The key detail is that appropriation is service level, copy and pasting, taking a key element of a culture and selling it as your own and it can cause harmful effects on the community or culture you took. This is where the difference comes in. Appreciation is researching, and not just researching a little, you go far, deep past surface level research, so you can understand the culture and use the knowledge to benefit it. Even though these two meanings are completely different, many people still get it wrong and believe that there isn't any impact and that is just exaggerated. This is because we, white settlers, aren't looking for the impact because it doesn't impact us. We don't focus on the after effects, but appropriation can cause harmful stereotypes to just become a more popular stereotype and forces a community affected to look at the impact it had. They can't ignore it. For example, a Halloween costume. In the article, A Culture, Not a Costume, written by Marianne Liu, published by the Washington Post, the first photo is of a Halloween store shelf where it's stocked with indigenous people's native clothing. The photo has packages of neck jewelry, headwear, one labeled as headdress, and even behind it we can see there's another package labeled Deluxe Headdress Set. We also see the full costumes of traditional native outfits. This example is cultural appropriation. If this was appreciation, they wouldn't be selling these due to the meaning behind them. A headdress, for example, is something that's gifted. It's a decades-long tradition where it's gifted through ceremonies and given to leaders. These headdresses also are different in each community. They don't just look the same. They each have different features and styles to them. With this meaning behind them, This is how we know what this is considered. They took these symbols and completely wiped out the meaning of them. If this was appreciation, this never would have been sold because of the meaning. But it is being sold. And that's what makes it appropriation. This stereotype that these costumes portray are harmful. It causes people to view that culture in a narrow-minded view because they don't see anything else. They only saw that costume. Now these meanings should be clear to you. Now we can focus on the fight against this.
This is a social issue, so it's quite hard to fight, but many people are finding ways to combat this. People are forming petitions against brands, teams, objects, and more, while others sometimes take it directly to the source or store. Another thing that's being done is educating people. While this can seem hard or time-consuming, the reality is that if you take half an hour out of your day each day, you could learn so much about this topic. Or you could listen to this episode and learn how you can educate yourself and avoid appropriating a culture in 10 minutes. Now, I hope you remember what we had discussed earlier about the definitions, and if you do, that's great, because now we can talk more about how people are educating or fighting this. I know educating yourself seems like a stupid or weird way to fight it, but if you know the difference, then you can't turn a blind eye to it. You have no excuse to. So how are people educating themselves? Well, they read articles on the topic and subtopics and on the main idea or the main main idea. I could go on. They also learn step-by-step processes that they can do mentally really quickly and questions to ask themselves to help prove if something is appropriation or appreciation. One of these step-by-step processes, you can find a graphic in the article Cultural Appreciation versus Cultural Appropriation, Why It Matters, written by Greenhall Club. This process is about asking yourself, are you about to use something not from your culture? Do you know the meaning behind it? And are you using it correctly? A quick process that helps stop appropriation. Now, these may not seem like ways to fight, but like stated a second ago, you're learning about which is which. Then you can argue it, since you know it's wrong. episode is sponsored by change.org. If you would like to support this episode, go head over to change.org and sign the petition, come together and change Lane's mascot, and show your support to ending cultural appropriation. Calling to action is a big deal, and I believe it needs to be done. This isn't something that can just go away. More needs to be done. Educating yourself is good, and is a good way to end this, but many people won't want to learn. And I feel that a higher position of power, such as the government of Canada, needs to do something. The government replaced an English course with an indigenous course, so why don't they do more? The class teaches us about their culture, but what about the people who hadn't had the class yet, or the people that graduated? I feel that a good call to action would be placing a unit in the class or another earlier class, such as grade 9 English or grade 10 History, where they cover appropriation and everything surrounding it. I also think that the government should place rules in stores and brands where they can't use someone's culture in a harmful way, such as the example talked about earlier in the Halloween stores. The rules could also follow a procedure where a group of indigenous people go through and say if this product is okay to go into stores. This way, you get a trusted source to give you the thumbs up on your product. This isn't a little problem, because this community had their culture stripped away from them as kids, and now 
people who have nothing to do with this culture are taking it away and turning it into stereotypes and mockery. This is why this fight needs a bigger action plan. Something needs to be done. I could go on about this topic for ages because there's always something else to talk about, which is why I encourage you to look into this yourself. If you do, a couple public resources I suggest are any articles from Indigenous Corporate Inc. or CBC Canada, and there's a free textbook PDF online called Cultural Appropriation versus Appreciation by ETFOFEEO. While these are great resources, Still, try and find ways to educate yourself and find ways to use what you learn today in your daily life. Ask yourself questions to try and figure out if something you see is appropriation. Like, is this accurate in areas such as terminology or graphics? Is this crediting the community? Simple questions like that can make a difference on how you view things. Hopefully, this episode brought some light to your eyes on this topic, and you can try and create a change when you see something. Next week, we'll be talking about the Indigenous Reserve Water Crisis. Coming up next week... How long is that supposed to last you? A week, I guess. A week? You want to give us this week? very special thank you to Tabitha Monaco, who's a part of the Change.org team, for sponsoring today's episode.